Hi, and welcome to our show. I'm Stephanie DeGraw, and I'm talking today with Charlotte Hornsby, who is a cinematographer from New York City. Welcome, Charlotte. Thanks, Stephanie. Happy to be here. We are so glad to have you. And you recently got involved with a film that is premiering at Sundance. Why don't you tell us all about that? The film's called Master. It's directed by Yama Diallo. Um, it's being produced by Amazon Studios. Um, and it's about two women who are driven out of an Ivy League university by both supernatural and natural forces. So it's oh. a thriller, kind of psychological thriller. Well, that is so interesting because when I first heard about the movie and thinking about uh, this is January, so we're thinking about Martin Luther King Day and I didn't really realize it was a thriller too, besides the fact that it's going to follow these ladies along their path and all the difficulties they run into. Was that fun for you to, to shoot a thriller? Yes, ever... it was very fun. <laughs> and then also on a serious note, do you feel the, the film brings out some of the issues that maybe we are not aware of as a society that the African-Americans face? Yeah, definitely. Mariama and I first collaborated on a short film uh, called Hairwolf that also kind of falls in the social commentary horror world. And I think from a camera perspective, it's a really exciting space to inhabit because the camera can be a lot more active and the lighting can be a lot more expressionistic. And I also think as a genre, uh, it's really ripe for exploring the very real horrors of racial history of our country. Yes. And I, th I think it's just so amazing that it's coming out right the week of Martin Luther King's birthday at Sundance. And have you ever been to Sundance before? I have. Um, Harold actually played at Sundance um, and it won the Short Film Jury Award for U.S. Fiction. And I was really lucky. Uh, and then I went the year prior and uh, shot a short by a new Valia called Lucia Before and After. Um, and that also uh, picked up the same award. So two times with a short and this is my first time going to the feature. Great. And we're sorry you had to miss being in the mountains of Park City, Utah this year, but we're doing it all on Zoom, I guess. So it's kind of a new world. <laughs> Hopefully by next year, we can all be up there in the mountains. But it is amazing because now even more of the world can attend Sundance online, whereas before all of this technology happened, pretty much you had to be there to get to see all the films when they first were presented. That's been interesting. Tell us a little bit about your background as a filmmaker, maybe even from a young age, what some of your interests were that ended up leading you into going down this path of filmmaking. Yeah, um, so I, it kind of started well, when I was growing up, my dad had this rule for us. Um, I grew up with two younger sisters and the rule was we always wanted to watch movies with friends. And the rule was if you want to watch a movie, then you need to make the movie and then you can watch oh. the movie that you just made. Um, oh, wow. So, <laughs> I know. Um, we got really into movie making this way, uh, really as a playful kind of theatrical productions that we do with our friends. And it was all in camera editing on an old VHS camcorder. Um, wow. Yeah, so I think, you know, it always felt like playing pretend and it felt very accessible. And then as I got into high school, I kind of learned a little bit more about editing and, you know, about all the kind of distinct different voices inside cinema. And I really wanted to, I would shoot my own stuff and, and edit it and 
did it all for uh, my high school uh, news channel. And I loved it so much that I just wanted to pursue it, you know, professionally. So I applied to film school and got in. When I was there, I, you know, tried out writing and directing and production design and just loved, you know, every facet, but really just wanted to focus on cinematography, which is what I felt like was my gift. So after film school, I bought a camera and <laughs> moved to New Orleans and um, uh, did a documentary there for the senior uh, Solange Knowles. And yeah, kind of kept, kept working from there. That is so amazing. I'm glad I asked that question because I applaud your parents for being so innovative <laughs> without even realizing it. They probably thought you'd go, oh, okay, I guess that's too hard. So I won't watch movies, you know, but you, you took off with it. And where did you go to school exactly? I went to NYU uh, here in New York. It's kind of what brought me here and I, I haven't left <laughs> since. So. And where are you from originally? I'm from Charlottesville, Virginia. Okay, great. Yeah. And uh, in filming Master, what were some of the challenges you had or creative things you had to overcome with not only documenting these ladies' journey, but then to, as you mentioned earlier, add in that element of the thrill and making that camera bring that mood out, I guess you could, yeah. you could say. Well, one challenge that I'm sure you'll find is pretty common in interviewing people uh, making films during COVID was that we actually started the film. We started shooting in February of 2020. And we had to, it was late February, we had to shut down two weeks into shooting. And we started a full year later in 2021. So by that time, we were working with a new crew, we were working with a new cast, we were working with new locations, and we were working with an entirely new way of being on set together, you know, with the masks, oh, yeah. the testing, the face shields, the distancing, you know, it was, um, it was pretty wild to kind of return to the same film under these new conditions. And, you know, to speak to your question about horror specifically, uh, Mariama and I kind of had this mantra about scheduling our time where we really wanted to focus on the suspense and horror sequences to make sure that uh, we had enough time to execute all the shots that you need to basically be able to like elongate time and build suspense in the edit. So even though when we returned, our days were a little bit more constrained. Absolutely. What an ordeal to go through in the contrast the before and after filming a movie like that. The movie itself, when does it take place? Is it a modern day setting or old fashioned? It's a modern day setting. Okay. And where is it taking place? It's a fictitious Ivy League university in New England, specifically around the Salem area of Massachusetts. Okay. Oh, well, that kind of is a natural for a horror film. <laughs> exactly. Thriller film. What are some of the other things you might want to tell us since you work so behind the scenes and most of us don't really think about that? When you're making a movie, besides filming it, and especially because you mentioned um, you then had to pick it up and film during COVID, what what would be like typically a day on the set? Did everyone have to show a proof of vaccination or a proof of at least a negative test? Kind of walk us through that. It's a great question. So this was actually before the rollout of the vaccines. 
it's wild towards the end of the shoot people were starting to hear that if you had some pre-existing conditions if you were a smoker if you're you know bmi uh, was over a certain level that you have access to the vaccines so it was i guess we finished like mid to late march and i guess the vaccine rollout kind of began there into april so we got tested uh we had different zones and the testing schedule uh was different for each zone but uh, we were tested three times a week and they were really um wonderful and uh how like quickly they were able to test all of us it was remarkably streamlined considering how new the virus still was that's so interesting and did you guys um film it out there in new york or did you go someplace else to film it yeah we filmed in new york around the new york city area uh there were two locations in brooklyn we filmed the exteriors of the fictitious college it's called ancaster college um at vassar university in poughkeepsie and we filmed at a house in Dimas Park that uh, played one, an interior of the master's house on location. And a lot of various places, Pace, Briarcliff, this abandoned college dorm that was the interior and exterior of Belleville. Okay, well, that's fun. You got to go to a few different sites to film this movie. And would you say that it was a challenge or did it kind of work out? Because you've got kind of two narratives going on in the film. You've got the narrative about race relations and then you've got fear with intensity. And did you feel like the film kind of wove those together pretty well? What were some of the challenges that the African-Americans faced in this movie? So the movie follows two women. Zoe Renee uh, plays Jasmine, who's a freshman uh, who's just starting to go to college at Ancaster. And Regina Hall um, plays Gail Bishop, who uh, has just come into this position of a housemaster. And I think they both initially come to this college uh, with a lot of optimism and a lot of excitement and this real feeling that they belong there. And as the movie unfolds, there's just a series of kind of sinister events um, that target each woman, uh, where she realizes that the kind of dark past of uh, Ancaster College and uh, really America as a whole is um, it's something that the college hasn't really grappled with and is still very, very much alive. And that experience can happen through microaggressions of other students and faculty, and then also through these kind of supernatural hauntings. And then macroaggressions of a uh, Jasmine wakes up to a, a vandalized image of herself and a, a noose hanging on uh, her door. So there's just this real energy that is kind of um, driving out both of these women and they really um, have to grapple with what's behind it. Oh, that was so well put. Thank you. Was there anything else before I do the closing? Was there anything else you wanted to bring out about the film? It was uh, just a team effort. I had an absolutely incredible crew. So just a chance to kind of shout out some of my other collaborators. My gaffers were Matt Atwood and Danny April. Um, my key grips were Tristan Allen and um, Chris Casavillan. I had really amazing camera operators, uh, Billy Green and Devin Cattucci. I basically had a um, 2020 crew and a 2021 crew, so I've got a lot of names, but uh, my ACs were Ben Spainer and Evan Walsh. My DITs were Hunter Fairstone and Malika Franklin. And our colorist, Sam Daly, was absolutely extraordinary. So I'm sure there's other people I'm forgetting, but it was just the environment and 
the feeling on set was really encouraging, really supportive, really fun, especially in spite of all the obstacles of going back and wearing masks and, you know, having to be distanced. And that's just what made the whole film possible and what it is. Thank you. Well, we really appreciate you talking with us today and getting some insight into behind the scenes for the film Master that is premiering at Sundance. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Stephanie. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much, Stephanie.